This episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary of My Solitude, a published book of poetry by me, Anthony Giesick. You can pick up your copy at beautifulfeetentertainment.com, at iUniverse.com, and Amazon.com. This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And this week, it's going to be a little bit more of a relaxed week. We have a game planned. Um, instead of going into, you know, the more research-heavy episodes, we're just going to have a little bit of fun this episode. Um, but before we jump into our game, Jessica, you want to talk about something that's very important to you. So this Thursday, April 22nd is Earth Day. Whoop, whoop. And I am like, I'm very excited for Earth Day. Um, those of you who have listened to our podcast for a while, you may or may not know that like we actually got married at the zoo that's like locally here like that was our wedding venue well and and now that we've gotten married there like we try to make it a point to go back there every year Mm -hmm. just as a visit just to kind of look around um walk get a little bit of exercise see the animals and when i was in the fifth grade like what i wanted to be when i grew up was an oceanographer like i was just so enthralled by the beauty of nature and like that's what I wanted to do is just spend my life out on a boat like just taking care of the water so Earth Day is really important to me and Disney Plus has a wonderful selection of like Mm -hmm. hey because they're partnering with National Geographic as a part of Disney Plus you can see all these wonderful specials about animals from all over the globe and I just think it's great Well, and you were talking about um you were talking about, you know, seeing the animals at the zoo, um, and you love animals. I do. I can't, I, I, we can't go anywhere <laughs> where there's animals without her just Googling all over everything. Like, I, like, okay, so good example. Recently, our zoo has prairie dogs, and the prairie dogs had babies, and I just lost it. I was like, I love them. I want to take one of them home with me, which obviously you cannot do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can actually see a video of her reaction on, on my Instagram, uh, Beautiful Feet Entertainment uh, on Instagram. Look at that video. She's just just enjoying every moment of it. But a moment ago, before we started pressing record, you were like, hey, we're going to talk about Earth Day. You did a brief research. Um, I don't know if you wanted to go through some of that. Earthday.org, which we'll probably have linked in the description. Yeah, we can put that in there. Earthday.org is like their official website. It talks all about how it got started in 1970 because there were people who were just coming together and they realized that, like, hey, there's a lot of pollution going on. There's just so much wilderness that like we need to work to protect so i think Mm -hmm. 20 million people participated in the very first earth day and then in 1990 so 20 years later 
Earth Day went global because um, they kind of met up and they had a summit and it was all about recycling yeah. and it was in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil and like now obviously because we are not in the 1990s we are in 2021 now That's another so you know 40 years I think it's more like 30 but anyway um hmm. yeah we'll go with 30 it's been some time since 1990 <laughs> but Earth Day is still around it's still global it's they have participants in over 190 different countries yeah so you said it started in 1970 yes 1990 or early 90s it became global mm -hmm. so roughly 20 years later in those 20 years like where did it start like what did it say where it started I, so, I might have missed that when you were researching. Like a little, we have to go back a little bit before 1970. In 19 Get in your DeLorean <laughs> or your time machine, whatever it is you want to use. Taking it back to 1962 and the New York Times publication of Rachel Carson's book, Silent Spring. That was such a tongue twister, hooray me. <laughs> Um, so this book basically shows the correlation between pollution and its effects on like human health and also on the environment. Mm -hmm. So after that, we're skipping ahead to 1969, the Wisconsin senator, whose name escapes me at the current moment in time, but I'm sure we could Google it, he witnessed an oil spill in i think january of 1969 off the coast of santa barbara california okay and that event really spurred him into action so if you want to look at like the birthing of the earth day movement it began in the 60s he was just really inspired to um by again there were anti-war protests going on about the war in vietnam so he he looked at the students who were having those protests and was like, hey, I wonder if we could do something similar for the environment. So Earth Day, like the date that they picked, they picked it because it fell between spring break and finals week because they really wanted to get a lot of student participation for that. Well, and that's actually pretty smart because I don't know about you, but college was really a time for me where... Uh, my mind started to form into the way of that I would be as an adult, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm kind of away from my parents. Uh, I'm really on my own for a bit. And I really had the chance to like grow as a thinker and as a person. So that's really smart. But he can tell you like I'm always looking like, oh, do they have recycling here? Like, Again, in a pre-COVID world, we were definitely those people to bring our own grocery bags to the grocery store. Which and once don't. we can do that again, <laughs> we're going to be doing that again. So They don't allow you to do that right now, and it does yeah. make me At least sad. at the stores that we go to. Like, I love those little tips and tricks that I can try and implement throughout my day to just try and be a good steward to the resources that God has given to us. Yeah. So I just really, I love being able to, in well, my own little way, and, and go ahead. just hopefully take good care of his creation. And what I've always appreciated with you, um, 
is the simple fact that like it's never been like so like you you're not drastic with Earth Day or or with the food that we eat and things mm-hmm. like that. You we do think about hey like you know is this safe for the environment? How can we make it? But you don't beat people over the head with it. Yeah, no, I. I... I don't want to be annoying about it, so I'm just like, hey, like this is just a habit that I have. Yeah. Like so I, go ahead. I bring. I my, keep interrupting. I bring my own lunch to work every yeah. day in like a reusable lunch bag instead of using like lots of plastic bags. But yeah. like we still have plastic bags in our house. It's well, just yeah. I use Tupperware because I can just clean it out. Well, and put it back. And that that's I do the same thing, right? Like I have my tub aware that I use and we constantly just cycle those. Uh, we still buy trash bags, not trash bags, but um, plastic, plastic bags. bags and sandwich bags. But we really don't use we them. We don't very use them much. a lot. Um Yeah, I mean yeah, that's and but I've always appreciated that. Hey, by the way, this is not me beating you over the head with facts and figures. It's just this is how I choose to live and and I think that's the best way to get people to understand. But yeah, so. I just, Earth Day, it just always gets me super excited. Like, I love it because, again, I feel like we as Christians are called to take good care of God's creation. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of Definitely. my my little Blurb. little flag for Earth Day array. Yeah, it's got a little, <laughs> got a little globe on it. I think it's green. Anyway, so... Yeah, so I know you wanted to share that. We also were like, hey, let's make this episode fun. Um, so we decided to bring out a, you know, a game that we've played before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to play Would You Rather. Now, if I remember correctly, the last time we played this, um, it, was, it was fun, but it definitely dipped really quick, right? Uh-huh. It was like, okay, we kind of lost some muster to it. So what could we do... To kind of keep the fun rolling. I think not give as much time between questions. Be like, all right, first thing that you come with, go. Boom, boom, boom. And we'll just rapid fire the whole thing. Yeah. Cool. Because well, remember, uh, it was with Marco that we played something similar. But like, instead of being like, would you like this or this? He also had some questions where yeah. there was pre-selected responses. And you just picked like yeah. A, B, C, or D. Absolutely. But this time, we're just going to go. We have a book. Um, it's 3,000 Would You Rather Questions. Um, I don't think we'll go about a Barnes & Noble or something. Yes. So we're just going to rapid fire a couple of these questions. you want to go first as far as asking questions? Or you want to go, you uh, want to be the one answering questions? Well, since I'm already in the hot seat, I'll just answer the questions. First. Answer the questions. It's fine. Okay. So, and I'm li- literally, we don't have any of these handpicked. We didn't look at the book beforehand. I'm just going to flip to a random page, throw a question out. She's going to answer it, and we're just going to go there. So, first one. Would you rather have a wanderlust spirit or a uh, protagonist spirit? Oh, okay. Um, so, I'm assuming that wanderlust is like, hey, I just kind of go where the wind Where the wind takes me, takes yeah. Takes me, and protagonist is like, this is my path and plan in life so definitely the protagonist like i am a planner through and through (laughs) my planner is literally open right now to the month of april definitely would you rather get rid of mtv or vh1 
Uh, MTV, I guess. Yeah, they don't really have any music right now anyway. Uh, would you rather give up your gym membership or something else if you had to tighten your budget? Gym membership? Because I know I've done that already. Yeah, we, we don't have <laughs> one. We don't have a gym membership. Like, our apartment complex has a gym now, but we did actually have to make that choice. Yeah, we definitely had to make that choice. Uh, would you rather have less sequels, like movie sequels, or less movie remakes? Ooh, let's go with less movie remakes because definitely. I feel like sequels, sometimes they're great and other times like, okay, Fast and Furious is on number nine now. Yeah, and that's nine of Fast and Furious. That doesn't count um, like the off offshoots, you know. Anyway, um... Would you rather get rid of Puppy Mills or Lab Rats? Oh my goodness. Ah, oh, it's really hard. I'm going to go with Puppy Mills, but like, I also don't want people to be testing on animals either. So there's that. Would you rather bite an uncooked potato or Brussels sprouts? Ew, I would go with the uncooked potato. I'm definitely not about the Brussels sprout life. Okay. Um, like, those are pungent little things. Would you rather play beer pong or charades in your next party? Uh, let's definitely go with charades because we don't drink. So yeah, that was yeah. an easy and, and a lot of our friends drink well, um, not to that extent. Um, would you rather marry someone with different beliefs or someone who has, has different views on having kids? Different beliefs, I guess. Mm, I don't know. That's I don't know. That's that's a that's a tough one. Would you rather learn how to play the bongos or the ukulele? <laughs> okay. Um. Maybe bongos. Okay. Would you rather try? I'm not even. I don't know how to read that. So never mind. Would you rather collect rare art or expensive wine? Ooh. See, with rare art, I feel like I would want it to be in a museum. So let's go with expensive wine, even though we don't drink it. Like, I could give yeah. it away as a gift or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be one heck of a gift. Happy Mother's Day, here's wine. Uh, would you rather <laughs> be nearsighted or farsighted? Being as how you wear glasses, you might be able to answer this question. <laughs> I think I would, I would rather be able to see better up close. Yeah, I think so. that's farsighted. I think they're opposites. Mm -hmm. uh, would you rather wear a fedora or a beret? Ooh, fedora. Getting some Rat Pack vibes, Mr. Sinatra. Thank you very That's much. That's what's up. Would you rather your ears be too small or too big? Too small, definitely. Okay. Uh, we're just going to give you one more. Would you rather discover oil or gold on your land? <laughs> um... Well, technically, oil is like black gold. But I f see, that's difficult because both of them have really good economic value. But I think I would go with gold because you could just steadily mine it and kind of tuck it away. Okay. So, those are your questions. I don't even know how many we did. We yeah. just ran through a bunch. But now, I'm going to be in the hot seat. Oh, have the you're just gonna, you're just gonna spitfire some ones at me just the same way I did to you, um, and yeah, we're gonna go from there. 
Okay. At home, I hope you guys, as you're listening, as you're, as you're searching, um, play along. What would you rather do, right? Would you rather one or the other? Let's figure this out. Would you rather live without air conditioning or hot water? Who? Um, I'd rather live without hot water, AC. Like, we live in a hot area. We have to have AC. Oh, here we go. Would you rather have Charlie Brown or Snoopy as a pal? Mm. Snoopy. Did he, he, he just had the imagination of better than anyone. Here's a fun one. Would you rather play Hangman or Tic-Tac-Toe? Hmm. Tic-tac-toe. See, I'll keep that in mind for like the next road trip we're on. Okay. Do, 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 do. She's thinking. Well, yeah. Oh. Spitfire, come on. <laughs> Would you rather eliminate Sprite or root beer? Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, Please don't take my Sprite away. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but Rupi is one of my faves too. So, man, I'm going to have to go with Rupi. Mm -hmm. Keep Sprite. Keep the Sprite. Okay. Hashtag keep the Sprite. I don't know why we're going to hashtag that, but we is. Uh, hmm. Would you rather have more happiness in your day or more energy to get you through your day? I feel like more happiness because I already have most of the time plenty of energy when I need it Ooh, here you go would you rather go to a Steven Spielberg or an Alfred Hitchcock film festival Ooh, okay so probably Spielberg just because I'm more familiar with his stuff alrighty even though Hitchcock is like a genius but sorry my hair feels it's like on my face anyway would you rather get married underwater or on top of a skyscraper? Definitely on top <laughs> of a skyscraper. I'm hopefully under the water they'll give you like scuba gear, but I don't See, know how you'd hear each other's vows. No, I feel like if you did that, you'd have like the the whiteboard that they yeah. can write on and just be like, "I do." I do. Hold it up. How would the first kiss go? Anyway, moving on. You can do that when you're on dry land. You can do a lot more on dry land too. Anyway, um. Um, do, do, do. Oh, this, these, like, these questions Just grab are one. so, they're just grab so one. difficult. I'm answering like, them. You're the one asking. Some of them are just weird. Like this one. Okay. It says, would you rather wear dentures for the rest of your life or have no fingernails? Like that is so random. Uh, I'd rather wear dentures. <laughs> Hopefully some sharp ones make me look like Dracula. Oh, there you go. Get to that state. Let's do this. Would you rather be able to make it rain or snow? Rain. I don't really like snow. Don't dig it. Mm -hmm. I've lived in snow. Don't need to do it again. Says the guy who, you know, anyway. Uh, oh, oh, okay. This, like, I think you'll actually like this one. Would you rather Stan Lee or Jackie Chan direct a fight scene that you're in jackie chan i've never known stan lee to be a fighter i know he went to war but like he was a cartoonist from what i heard so would you rather your plants or your goldfish talk to you i feel like plants would have a lot more to say because you can get like exotic plants and they'll speak to you in different like accents mm-hmm 
Would you rather ban people from wearing Ugg boots or fanny pack? Oh, Ugg boots, 100%. Because, I mean, you remember the, the thing with the, the Ugg boots? It wasn't even cold outside. And yeah. We were wearing them. It was weird. We live in Arizona. We don't need Ugg boots. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, would you rather take a leap of faith or wait for a sign? Uh, leap of faith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I feel like I already know how you're going to answer this question, so I'll just ask it anyway. Would you rather only be able to watch Netflix or only watch your local network TV? Oh, we don't even have network TV, so Netflix all the way. So I had to laugh because, like, my mom still watches the local news channels, like, all the time. Let's keep in mind, your mom watches one channel, maybe two, but, mm -hmm. like, yeah, she does not deviate from these channels. And she has satellite. She does. She so does. we don't know why. Would you rather eat olives or pickles? I think I know the answer. 100% pickles. Dude, that's what I was I do eat. like olives on occasion, um, but not nearly as much as I like the gherkin. So, If you like had the option to replace a fortune cookie, would you do it with either dirty jokes or diet tips? Mm, I don't diet, so it would have to be jokes, but that's that, that would be my last resort. And here's one that I'm like, I don't even know if I want to open this can of worms. Let's do it. Would you rather have Biggie Smalls or Tupac back from the dead? Like, that doesn't even seem like a fair question. Tupac. Um, I'm a California dude. He represented California. Plus, in his life, he came out with more records than Biggie. Um, but Biggie was, uh, was masterful on the mic. So, props to both of them, but Tupac. Would you rather give up hot dogs or hamburgers? Ooh, uh, hot dogs because I, I love hamburgers. Really? Because I feel like you talk about hot dogs. I talk lots. about hot dogs because it gets stuck like just <laughs> it gets stuck in my head. Like it matches with so many like syllables to songs. That's why I get stuck there. Because I'm always singing about hot dogs. He really is. Like I wish. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I feel like I know the answer to this too. You should know. Would you rather watch the original Karate Kid or the remake? Dang, I'm assuming they mean the one with uh, 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 Will Smith's son. Yeah. So, um, man, the original. But th that one was good too. The next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank, I've never seen. So I can't say anything about that one. You were just getting them so quickly and I'm... I'm giving it more thought here. Okay, okay. I'm good with that. And let's see. <laughs> Would you rather perform singing telegrams or be a wedding singer? Oh, um, probably a wedding singer. Because at least I would get like a list ahead of time of like, hey, here's what we want you to sing. I like this question. I feel like this is my favorite one so far. Would you rather find Waldo or explore with Dora? Oh, find Waldo. I don't know why. He, I don't know anything about Waldo. Like, I don't. Does he have a history? I don't know. But I would like to know. And I'm assuming by finding him, like, we'll figure out, we'll be able to piece it together. Like, uh, 
national treasure. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I really like every like place, that. like yeah. every place you go, he like leaves clues clue? of like this is who I am. Like See? Waldo might not even be his name; it might be like an uh, uh, allegory, allegram, like where each letter and, means yeah. something different. Isn't there actually a, a like a Waldo TV show now? I don't know. I think so. That would be that'd be fun to watch. I know that Carmen San Diego has been remade a couple times. Anyway, so like now that's gonna be in my head of like what's Waldo's backstory? Do yeah. we really know? Okay. He's hanging um, out with wizards and stuff like that? Like, Let's see. Hmm. Oh, these, these, some of these questions I just don't know. Okay. Um, ew, this is weird. Here we go. Would you rather your skin feel slimy or bumpy? So basically the second one, you just have acne. That's fine. Well, no, because I feel like <laughs> it's like... Um, I don't want it slimy. It's going to be in the bed. It's going to be on my clothes. Like, you're going to be doing a lot of laundry. Like how lizards and yeah, stuff like that I, are I don't, when, I don't you, want when that. you pet their skin. I don't want it's that. All... Bumpy I could deal with because it's not going to get all over <laughs> everything I sit on. You know what I mean? I'm just picturing you, like, secreting something like a snail. A slug. Just yeah. Anyway. Uh, would you rather live on the most gorgeous beach in a tent or live on a lake in a boathouse? I'm guessing lake in a boathouse. Probably lake in a boathouse because it just seems easier. Has this just become like how well do you or do I know my spouse? Because I'm like, oh, I feel yeah. like I know. I mean, how we, you're we've been together answer. for five years. We should kind of have an idea of how people are going to answer. So here's one I don't think that I would know. Would you rather box with a kangaroo or tussle with a moose? Oh my god, the moose <laughs> would kill me. Um, I feel like the kangaroo would kill me. Um, let's go kangaroo. Okay. Uh, then I'll hide in its pouch. Oh, I pictured it. <laughs> Just hi. Um. Something that is just so weird. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather be sucked into a virtual reality or live on the moon? Oh, virtual reality would be fun. See, I, I feel like I there's would... nothing on the moon, so like, what, what, what do I want to do? That's why I would want to be there. <laughs> well, you ain't got internet. There's no light except for the sun. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you, it doesn't say you're going to take anything with you. It's like you just spontaneously disappear. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's do like two more questions. Okay. Let's make them good here. Uh, what? This doesn't make any sense. Okay. Would you rather swallow all the salt in your salt shaker or eat an entire bottle of horseradish? I feel like your brother oh, would do either of these God. just because, uh, you know. Horseradish is already salty enough, if I remember correctly. No, I'm thinking of Worcestershire sauce. Um, I don't know, man. Probably the horseradish. Apparently, I'm German, so Germans like horseradish. Horseradish. I can't even say it. <laughs> One more question. Okay. Do you want like something silly or something serious? It is your questionnaire, my friend. You do whatever you feel. Okay. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Would you rather 
survive World War III with limited resources or spend the rest of your life living in an RV? Oh, my God. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I could do the limited resources thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, heck, you and I had limited resources. Now, that depends yeah. on what that means, too. Like, do I have a job where I'm making barely any money? Or is it like I'm trying to run a farm that I've never ran before? So, I'm still going to go with the limited resources. I think we'll pick, like, one more that's, like, super fun. Okay, so I saw one that, was like, I just kind of peered over your shoulder. And you have to answer this. I don't know if you saw it. Would you rather be a hoarder or a janitor? Oh, God. See, I was going to ask you that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like just given knowing, like, how much I like to shop, the eventuality of me actually becoming a hoarder, like, that could happen. Yeah. Me becoming a janitor, but, like, I also see, like to clean. I was going to say, so. but see, like, first of all, you could be both. Uh-huh. You could be a janitor during the day and just hoard everything. Just take everything home. Um, but you like everything clean. I do. Like, oh that. that is your pet peeve, <laughs> is people with just... Busted up houses. I'm so meticulous about everything. Like. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our final question. I know for me, I would be a janitor. Like, straight up, I hoard certain things. Like, my 300 DVDs. And back in the day, it was my CD collection. And I have different things in collections. But you can live in my house. And, like, yo, it's not dirty. It's not busted up. Because I've seen Hoarders. I've seen that show. Uh-huh. It's disturbing. So, yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So, before well, we... What sorry, go ahead. me is that, like, the things that people hang on to from an outsider's perspective, you're like, this has no monetary value. There's no yeah. significance to it. You're not... Like, wasn't it your grandma who kept empty pickle jars okay so but th there's a reason for this she grew up in the great depression right so they she jarred now she also grew up on a farm you want to grab that she also grew up on a farm so like she jarred a lot of her own food it would be she canned it thank you she canned a lot of her own food now with that being said by the time she had passed she was at that point was like grandma you haven't canned food in 20 years 15 years whatever it was and so she had hundreds of jars in her garage but she also had a huge abundance of like uh, the uh, plastic bags you get from grocery stores and not to mention the yarn because she used to crochet blankets and stuff my god she had three closets full of it um but yeah so before we jump to commercial and get ready for uh, our Bible study in John. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Anything you wanted to announce? Anything like that? No. Um, just thank you for letting me have that little blurb about Earth Day. Again, like I yeah, said. Yeah, absolutely. We'll link earthday.org in the description. And then also, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you can go ahead and check out their Earth Day programming for this month. Yeah, um, definitely. Thanks for playing the Would You Rather game with us, and we will see you after the commercial. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, hang tight. We'll be right back with the Beautiful Feet podcast. Inspired by hip-hop, 
and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kiesick is beautifulfeetentertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, beautifulfeetentertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. Welcome back to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. This is the portion of the podcast where we go ahead and dive into scripture. Uh, we're going to jump into at John. Whoa, we haven't done Acts in a while now. Yeah, John chapter 16? Yes. 16. It's funny because we review this before we record and I still don't remember. Like I, like, I literally just told him before we clicked the, hey, like we're on air button. I was like, okay, we're doing John chapter 16 with a recap of 15. And this is what happens because we're live. Yeah, so... Maybe I should just get like those oversized cue cards like on we'll TV just put shows. Them, we'll just put them in front of us. Yeah. Like, um, teleprompter going across. I would love wall. a teleprompter. So, okay, like, because we live from where we record, there's just like a blank wall in front of us. So we could like have a little camera project so you could see it anyway. Well, anyway, we're going into John chapter 16. Yes. Um, and the, like, like we've said before, I feel like we say this every week. I hope that you guys are reading with us because we don't go over the entire chapter. We're just pinpointing like major things, major plot points, major um, quotes, things like that. So read it, write down your questions, like because it's very easy to listen to somebody teach the Bible, but to really read it yourself, it takes another level of, of dedication. So. As people like to say, we're just scratching the surface. This is the tip of the iceberg. Like, it's just a basic, hey, here's a little bit of info for you. Exactly. Now, with that being said, let's get a basic recap of John 15. So, the I am statements of John. We all know that I love them. I've been, like, keeping track of them. I wish we would have done a tally from the very beginning, (laughs) but... Okay. So, the I am statement from John chapter 15. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. That's in verse 1. And then later on in verse 5, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. So, again, Jesus liked to use more agriculturally based analogies because the audience that he was speaking to would have been very familiar with the process of how this works yeah how a gardener would have to go in to sort of prune away like the dead parts of these plants or these vines or these branches so that way they could have new growth and the new growth would in turn yield or lead to more fruit so jesus is using this analogy about his disciples and the people who are going to follow him as Christians later on saying that basically in order for you to flourish or to do well you need to be connected to me because I'm connected to God the Father and if you're not 
if, like, if you don't have that connection, you're not going to bear fruit in your life. Mm-hmm. And we looked at Galatians chapter 5, which goes over the fruits of the Spirit in verse 22. as kind of like a tie-in. So he continues this analogy and he talks about keeping the commandment of loving each other. Because, again, the, the people who are Jesus' main audience have lived the entirety of their adult lives, like they've grown up in this community where there's a lot of different rules and regulations and what it means to be a Jewish person, like that identity is wrapped up in making sure that you follow the law and Jesus is saying, well, I've come to fulfill the law and the prophets, so this is what I'm telling you to do. Love each other. Yeah. So so what he's doing, what he's saying is like, okay, the religious leaders of this time, they've, they've taken the general, the word of God um, of loving each other and being supportive, and they've really micromanaged it into like, that means you have to follow all these different subcategories or laws. And Jesus is going, Jesus is basically saying, you know what? We're going to abolish all of that. We're going to fulfill the original uh, commandment by simply following one thing is love each other. And then because Jesus has been talking so much with his disciples and in chapter 16, we'll see this as well that he's going to be going back to the Father, he's telling them about the Holy Spirit, who he calls the Advocate. And this is a spirit of truth. So because Jesus is going away, like he's not physically going to be present with them anymore, he's going to send them the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what we're going to kind of pick up in John chapter 16. Um, I don't know why I have another book stuck in my head. Well, and then here's the funny part, because after we're done with the book of John, I think the next book we're doing is Revelation. Oh, I'm going to So you're going to be like, we're going to be in Revelation, like chapter 5, and you're still going to be saying John. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Anyways, so we're going to continue this conversation of the Holy Spirit um, and of like Jesus leaving earth um, in a physical sense. Um, and what that looks like, right? That, that's the kind of the crux of 16. So to set the stage a little bit, like we are still within Holy Week. Like Palm Sunday has happened, but Jesus has not yet been arrested and crucified. Within the context of scripture, by the way, we're way past Easter in, in our current timeline. But the timeline we're reading, we're still in the middle of it. Okay, so let's, let's get into chapter 16 here. So, at the very end of chapter 15, he's telling them about the Holy Spirit. And then, he, he's, like, he's talking about himself, but he's also like spending this chapter focusing on what is going to happen to the disciples after he's gone away. So, he's telling them that the time is coming where... People are literally like how Jesus was persecuted and his life is going to be taken. The same thing is going to happen to the disciples. 
Mm-hmm. And he says that they're going to do these things because they haven't known the Father, which is God, or Jesus. Like, they just did not have that connection. So, the disciples, like, they're they're really grieving right now. Like, they're, they're concerned. They're upset because Jesus has, con- like, repeatedly throughout this time period with them been talking about going away to the Father. And the disciples have been used to following him around, like, geographically from place to place. Mm-hmm. But he's not saying, like, hey, I'm going to go visit my earthly parents. Like, this is truly a reference to God. Yeah. But he's also not saying, hey, because we're in Jerusalem, like, I'm going to go up to the synagogue. Because, like, for the Jewish people, that's where God lives and abides. So they are just really, they have a lot of, like, will you please clarify mm-hmm. what's going on? Like, what are you trying to tell us? Now, before we get into him clarifying that and what that means, I want to focus uh, real quick and I know you kind of touched on it just a moment ago. Um, the first, uh, probably two or three verses, he said, Jesus says, I said all these things um, to you to keep you from falling away. They, meaning like the religious leaders, will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is doing it um, he is offering a service to God. Like, I want to talk about that for a quick second. Where, one, because they, of their affiliation with Jesus, they're like, okay, understand that the religious leaders, like, you've seen the way they've treated me. This is what Jesus is saying. Like, you've seen the way they treated me. They despised me. They kept trying to, like, trick me into um, saying something that was unbiblical. Um, he's like, they're going to have the same reaction toward you as followers of Jesus. Well, and remember, especially throughout the book of John that we've looked at previously, there is a pattern of Jesus kind of goes secretly into a place. He makes himself known. He publicly speaks after the speech, the content of which upsets the religious leaders. So they want him arrested. And when that doesn't happen, they mm-hmm. want to take matters into their own hands and stone him. So, like, they literally want to take big rocks and just... Yeah. Jesus is annihilated. Well, and then... But I, I, I love... or I'm interested in this idea that's like... They'll kick you out of the synagogues. So, there's that. There's all the automatically, like, hey... The buildings that you're used to visiting from your childhood... That you visit frequently, you will no longer be allowed in... But he says, then he says, those who will kill you or will try to kill you will think that he's offering service to God. Like, let's let's wrap our minds around that. People killing other people as a service to God. Well, and honestly, this brings to my mind looking at like Saul. So Paul in the pre-conversion era, because he was so adamantly anti-christian that that was what he was doing like rounding them up and wanting to end their lives well and then you have to think about it from outside of the synagogue to other cultures who would sacrifice people to their quote-unquote god so they you could be killed for your faith and people are thinking that they're doing the 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 greater good Judaism is a monotheistic religion, which means 
that they only have one deity or god. But the Greco-Roman world, so the greater authorities, they had numerous gods. Gods for war, gods for weather, gods for fertility. And yes, sometimes these gods became angry and you got smote, smitten, I don't know. Smited? Smited. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, like the gods themselves could take it upon themselves to be like, this person has angered me. Game over. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So I just found that extremely interesting because here's the thing. Just that that verse alone, or two verses alone, still applies to our church today. Like, we could still go to certain parts of the world where you will not be allowed in in um, government places. Like, you won't be allowed into certain places simply because of your faith, or you won't be welcomed into communities because of your faith. You could even. And this does happen around the world. Be killed for your faith in Jesus. And so when we talk about the persecuted church, that's what we're talking about. Is Christians who live in different parts of the world where other religions are more prevalent. Or there might be no religion present in this country. Certain countries will even be like, hey, we as a government have decided that um christianity is is false and we will not you know support it anyone who does will be imprisoned or killed and it's the law like it's allowed to happen it will it will happen openly simply because the powers that be the you know the ones who are running the government are are the ones pursuing that so I'm a Mortal Instruments fan, and when you're like, the law, my my brain went to the quote that's in the show, and I'm sure also in the books a lot as well, is the law is hard, but it is the law. So that's kind of what it made me think of. Anyway, uh, I really like like fantasy-based things, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that is not, <laughs> that is not the Bible. Uh, <laughs> no, so definitely So let's not. transition that away from fantasy into the reality of Scripture and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus realizes that his disciples are in a time of confusion, but then when he leaves them, they'll be in a time of grief. So he is clarifying that, like, yes, you are going to mourn, but then you will also have a time of joy because since I'm leaving you, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to be with you. Which he, again, he calls the advocate. I always wondered, like, why he used different terms uh, for the Holy Spirit. See, and that's... I don't, I don't think there's a specific answer. Yeah, that's an excellent question. I don't have an answer for you for it. Maybe we can do some research. Um, not right now, right now, but, you know. Yeah, I'm going to look that up later. Anyway. Um, so... Again, we're in this context. We're in Holy Week. Jesus is taking, like, he's not speaking to the crowds now. He's taking this special time, this moment, with just the people who've really been his core group to kind of go over, like, okay, things are about to change really soon. Mm -hmm. And he keeps saying, like, in a little while you'll see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. And because when we prepped for this, like, I read it out loud. I had the hardest time 
with that phrasing. I don't know what it was. Well, it's because, and we had talked about this, the average human in today's culture would not say that. So the they wouldn't speak that way. Like, they were really confused. They're like, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. Like, they literally, that's verse 18. So he's, he's saying that, like, you're going to weep and mourn. The world's going to rejoice. And you're going to grieve, but that grief will turn to joy. And he uses the analogy of a woman who is giving birth to a child. Like, at the time when she's in labor, she is grieving. But then, when she has the baby, she has that joy because the pain is over and the child is brought into the world. Yeah. And Not something I can speak on. I have no idea what that feels like. Yeah. No. Shout out to you ladies who ha- do have kids. Who've, you know, been through some stuff. And he talks about um, this verse. The My Bible calls it the words to treasure. It says, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. And ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of took a little moment to, a cause to pause as I like to say. Because a lot of people have like this ideology of like god is kind of like santa claus you just make a list and he checks off the stuff on your list and like he's just supposed to give you everything that you want but scripture tells us that god will supply all of our needs Mm -hmm. well and and here's the thing like i 100 percent uh believe first of all god's gonna take care of your needs before he takes care of your wants um, I also believe that if you, if you are in communication, in community with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, um, your desires are going to change because you're, 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 you're in community with a, a holy God who, uh, exists outside of time and, doesn't value the things that like the average human values. So your value system is going to be different. So when he says, you know, ask and it will be given to you. When you're in community, in community with God, you're going to ask for things that God desires. And that's the things that he wants to give us. And one of the things that as you search scripture, you find and you learn is that Jesus talks a lot about, like, really what we think of as, like, the simple things in life. Okay, do you have food for the day and clothes? Like, mm-hmm. you you should be contented with just that. Mm-hmm. But we live, especially here in the West, in a culture that is just saturated with messages and imaging that says, like, oh... You need to go to this retailer and purchase these products. Mm -hmm. And like, I love to shop. So I really have to struggle with that of like, my basic needs are met. Like I not only have food, I have food, I have clothing, I have entertainment. Like our house, I mean, we're not hoarders or anything, but it's filled with with books and stuffed animals and toys and t-shirts and like memorabilia from our favorite fandoms. Like our needs are definitely met at this point. Um, well, and, and like I said, like, and that, that doesn't mean, 
if if you you know if like we live in an apartment, um, when the time comes and we're we're praying for a house, that doesn't mean God's gonna like weigh it out and be like, oh, you don't actually need it. I'm not gonna provide that for you. Um, but I think when we when we pray for um, material things. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with like what what is your motive for having that material thing? Um, for me, like for us to have an actual house mm-hmm. would mean uh, one, we could expand our family, right? We wouldn't be confined to a small apartment. or it could be, hey, we could help take care of the family we have. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what is your motive for that? So like for us, we have our car. Um, which we, we've, we've known people who are like, oh, but you could have, you could have bought a bigger car. Mm -hmm. You could have bought a newer car. Like people tell us this and we're just like, we don't need that. We don't need a bigger car. There's only two of us. We don't need a, a newer car because those are more expensive. And to be honest with you, they don't hold their value, um, you know, over time. So we're not going to be getting money back on that car. So that it's just, what are you using the, the material possessions for and why do you want them? I think is a huge um, thing to consider before you come to God going, Hey God, I need this material item. Well, and in John chapter 17, I feel like this is going to be a wonderful segue. Um, looking at, at that, we are going to be looking at what Jesus is asking for. Because Jesus is going to be praying. He's praying to be glorified. He's going to pray for his disciples. And then, hold on, I have to flip the page here. I think there was one more. Oh, and he, then he's also going to pray for all of the believers. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that when we pray, we get a little selfish and we kind of just pray about ourselves. But I've heard a good acronym for the word joy is to pray like thanking Jesus for who he is. That's the J. Then about others. That's the O. And then finally, for yourself. Obviously, that's the Y. So maybe that could be something that this week you could try implementing into your prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you and I have had this discussion of like, hey, we have a phrase that we use, you know, pray it like you mean it. Yes. Because, and, and I started using that phrase because there was a period of time where my faith was very weak. And I would try to pray and I just had no energy to do so or I couldn't focus or I, I just wanted to go to the next activity. So like I would turn off the TV, try to pray and try to read my Bible. But I would I would quickly run through all those things just so I can go to my computer and watch more TV, whatever, you know, where now I'm like, OK, how could I pause Pray it like you mean it, meaning uh, really put your time, your energy into what you're doing and really connect with Jesus. Because that's the purpose of it. So, sorry about that. I feel like one of the verses that we didn't really highlight in in our study, but is just, for me, probably like if you don't get anything else out of this chapter, this is what I thought was important is the very last verse of the chapter. He's kind of wrapping it up. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. 
I have overcome the world. Like, I feel like we could do an entire podcast just Mm -hmm. around that verse. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll unpack that a little bit, and then you can plug the socials, and we'll pray, and ta-da! Okay, so... How would we unpack that? Like, when, when you think of that verse, what comes to mind? So, I I know that the peace that the world gives us, like, the peace that God gives us is greater than that. But I like the fact that Jesus, is, that Jesus acknowledges that, yes, in this world there will be trouble, you'll have trials, you'll face tribulations, like... Uh, so many people think, oh, well, once I become a Christian, everything is just going to be all fine and dandy and, and sunshine and rainbows and, mm-hmm. like, everything's going to be great. Well, and, and on the other side of that coin, you have non-believers or, or, you know, who are like, well, if God is supposed to be so good, why do we have trials and tribulations and suffering and these different things? And the only thing I could really say to that at this point in my life most of the suffering that I see people going through, it's inflicted by themselves or other people. It's not God um, dropping a, you know, suffering on your head. It's, okay, your actions or the actions of other people led to this suffering. Well, and just that Jesus is saying, like, take heart, I've overcome the world. Mm-hmm. That's basically like for every situation that you are going to encounter, whether it's at your work, in your home, whatever you have going on, that you're like, man, I'm really going through something right now. Jesus is saying, hey, I'm going to be right there with you. And what does it mean to overcome something? It means that you've triumphed over it. You have a victory over Mm -hmm. it. Like It's no longer going to be an obstacle, a burden, or like a thing on your mind or in your life. And and so this is what... When, when he says, you know, take heart, for I have overcome the world. When you focus on Jesus and his ability to overcome the most difficult of circumstances. And we haven't even gone over. We haven't even gotten to the, his most difficult challenge, which is conquering death. Mm-hmm. We haven't got to that yet. But he's already speaking from that place of victory because he knows the end of the story that verse that says that we're more than conquerors yeah so not only are we conquerors but the, that scripture do you remember that reference i do not I, yeah I, I have to remember but it's in um it's in one of the letters it's in one of paul's letters i'm pretty sure um i think it's colossians anyway so he says not only are we more than conquerors but we're heirs to the throne like because of jesus so, and, and that's when you are facing those trials, those tribulations, or an area where you're just having a difficult time, focusing on Jesus is, is, is the most efficient way to triumph over these areas. Well, and again, for those of you who know, like we've done an entire episode about my anxiety and so, like, throughout the course of my life, I've dealt with periods of severe depression and anxiety. And the, the thing that, like, is able to pull me out of it and give me hope again, it's not the TV shows that I watch. It's not the other books that I read. It really is my faith in Jesus. Like, that's what keeps me going. That's mm-hmm. why I'm here. Well, and the thing is... Um... 
Yeah, that's where we find our faith. That's where we find our hope. And I know for me, like I said, I've been in this that that those same boat where like I'm just drowning in depression, or I'm drowning in, um, just just the worst negative thoughts that you could have. Um, and I tried other things to get me out of it. The only thing that pulled me from that pit was Jesus. Like, was putting my time, attention, and, and heart into Jesus. And really just sp- allowing that victory to be in my life. Um, I think a lot of people, they focus more on the trials than they do the victory. Because mm-hmm. Jesus already gives us the victory. Like, he's speaking about it before he has his resurrection. But he's speaking from a place of, I've already conquered the world. Not, I'm going to, or one day it will happen. I've already done it. Um, And I think in our situations, we need to do something. We need to do the same thing where, yes, I am right now in trials and tribulations. I'm suffering or I'm hurting. But I am victorious in the name of Jesus. Over these situations. It just hasn't happened yet. I haven't seen it yet, but it, it's there. Well, and the reason that basically we started Beautiful Feet Entertainment as a podcast and a website. Well, it was a website first and it's now a podcast. Yeah. Is because that we wanted to be able to have a community of people that could come together to share the things that are going on in their lives. Just to know that you're not alone in this. That you have the support of other Christians. Mm-hmm. And like that's really what we're about is being able to support one another and then help point people back to Jesus through mm-hmm. just examining the scripture and learning more about God's word together. Yeah, and and, and with that, I know obviously I'm gonna fa- we're going to face opposition. We're going to have people who do comment on our stuff who's like, hey, how can you believe this or whatever? That's when I, we need to press into Jesus more and just go, hey, God, be with that person. Because um, I don't know what they're dealing with. I don't know what they're facing or what they have dealt with that makes them think this way. So, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the pinpoint of this, this Bible study portion. You have the victory in Jesus. We just need to focus on Jesus to achieve that victory, to, to, to get that victory. Speaking of achieving things, do you have any new, like, listening or, like, hey, this is how many people I'd like to have goals? Because I remember when we uh, yeah. we were very first starting out, I think you wanted, like, what, 500 listens? Yeah, so we are currently at just over 2,000 um, with an estimated audience of about 12 to 13, which, you know what? That's fantastic. A lot of people would look at that and say, we're not doing so well because we're like a year and a half in. But you know what? I'm okay with even if one person listens. You see what I'm saying? Well, and I love the fact that literally our demographics are from all over the world. It's not just like, hey, here's people that we know where we live. Yeah, it's not like, oh, all of your listens are from California and Arizona. It's we. I mean, we have people in Puerto Rico. We have people in Canada. We have people in the U.S. We have all over the map it's pretty great and you know i think um i think some of the episodes that we have coming down the pipeline are really gonna 
have the ability to open up some of the conversations and, and get more people talking. I'm like, oh, I can hear the kitty like yeah. crying because we've like shut them out of where we're recording. So I'm yeah. like, please plug the socials. She's like, I need so, them. So yeah, we. my goal at this <laughs> point is by the end of the year, I would like to get to 3,000 listens. So I will have you plug the socials and print so, it out so I can... I can go rescue the kitty. The kitty is fine. But she's but, like, like So in fine. order to do that, while she's over here wanting the cat, while she's, while she's doing that, in order to go ahead and spread the news about the podcast and get more people, uh, more ears on it, go to BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and go to BeautifulFeetEntertainment on Instagram and Twitter. Share the comments. Share the posts. Let people know what you're listening to. Um... And yeah, so let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this Bible study. The fact that we have victory in your name. All we have to do is lean into our relationship with you. To, in- to strengthen that relationship with you. We ask that you would just bless our listeners. Bless our friends, our family. And help them to see that in the di- most difficult times, we have victory in Jesus. We thank you. Um, for your word, that we can come to your word regularly and we could know what's on your heart so that our heart would match up with that. And we, we just pray, God, that we would match our hearts up to your desires and your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at BeautifulFeetEntertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. And do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.